Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Llama, the podcast all about the life and times of a young llama. I'm Ari. AKA Drama Llama. And I'm Joshua. AKA Papa Drama Llama. <laughs> Together, we'll try to navigate middle school, learn some stuff, try to answer some questions, and hopefully have some fun. Hey, Ari, how's it going? Okay. Just okay? What I'm happened? tired. Why are you tired? Because I'm tired. We went to the gym and was tired. That's right. We went back to the gym for the first time tonight. And we're going to sleep well, I think. <sighs> okay. Well, welcome everybody to back to on How to Be a Llama. And uh, as you figured out by the title of the podcast, we went to the circus. More specifically, Cirque du Soleil. We went to the MGM Grand to see Ka. Ka! Ka is a very... Artsy. Yeah. You, it's... Um, you, if you, like, pay attention very closely, you can follow the storyline. But normally, most people can't because there's a lot happening at once. It, it's, uh, it wasn't what I expected, but it was really cool. And from a theater perspective, they did a really good job of using this set, this, a small space for their set. Um, so I, I, I highly recommend it. I also recommend Mystere, which is a little bit more traditional circus acts. Just um, not after you have a child. <laughs> okay, little backstory. For those of you that don't know, uh, when Ari was just a little tiny newborn baby, a wee tot. My wife and I went out for I think I think our anniversary. It was the first ever time alone from me. It was yeah. It was my wife's very first time away from my. Child, I don't think I was ever. Like, I wasn't even, like, it was either 10 or 6. I think you were not even a year old, okay? No, no, I meant, like, 10 or 6 pounds. Oh, I don't know. But um, if you see Mystere, <clears throat> every Cirque du Soleil act or, or show has kind of something going on while you're waiting for the show to start. For Ka, it was cool, like, smoke and lights and... Um, they had fire. And fire. And eventually they had some uh, some of the performers coming out on on the sides and doing stuff. And just basically getting everybody in the mood. And keeping them interested. For Mystere, there's a baby stroller. And every so often a crying baby can be heard from the baby stroller. So my poor wife was kind of losing it. And <laughs> I can't handle this. But we made it through. And it was amazing. It was cool. But um, every Cirque du Soleil show is different than any other Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, it's definitely something you should see at least once, uh, even though they are a little expensive. But there's usually some sort of, you know, deals or something. We want to give a special shout-out, a thank you, to Aunt Tasia, mm-hmm. who was very nice and gave us a gift card that helped us to go to Cirque du Soleil four years later. Sorry, sorry Aunt Ta. But uh, speaking about babies, Aunt Ta just had a baby with her husband, Uncle Matt. Matt. Yep, so, what up, um, what up, Cousin Davey? Mm-hmm. He's my, he's my, he's my nephew, in-law. Anyway, um, so, we're gonna, before we get to the quote of the day, okay, we already talked about today's topic, we're gonna do a quick little history on Cirque du Soleil, just a little, you know, this is from their about page, and a, a few things I didn't know, they originally started out as 20 street performers in 1984, that's not that long ago. Um, they were started in Montreal, um, Quebec, Quebec uh, Montreal, and um, they have performed for at, at the time of oh, the right. Canada. 
You done? Okay. <coughs> do, a pod- do a podcast with a kid. It'll be fun, they said. Yeah, it was your fault. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so they um, they have employ over 4,000 people, including 1,300 artists that originate from nearly 50 countries. So they're definitely a global company, global entity. They have been presented in 450 cities in 60 countries. Um, they're really... They, uh, it's really amazing the, the, the range of their various enterprises. Um, they do multimedia productions, immersive experiences, theme park performances, and special events. If you have, if you have the cash, you can hire them to come do something for your uh, event, if, uh, especially if you're, you know, in Vegas. Anyway, that's Cirque du Soleil. Ooh, look, a press kit, just in case we want to, you know, hire them. I, I, we can't afford that. So, um, from Cirque du Soleil to the actual just history of the circus, the, the circus as we know it really started um, about 250 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, before that there was you know ancient civilizations in Egypt and China and India and Greece and uh, Rome and even you know up in the, the Norse uh, Viking lands and and the Aztecs and Polynesians they all knew about juggling. They all knew something about showing off for people and putting on a show. Um, like jesters. Right. The first modern circus opened in 1768. That's why it's over 250 years old. By Philip Astley. Um, the, uh, Barnum and Bailey, or the Ringling Barnum and Baileys, uh, I believe started with just Bailey, who had an elephant that he thought was going to help him with his farm, with his, like, as as kind of like a, uh, a plow oxen or a mule as you know to help him like pull his plows and stuff and it ate too much so he decided i'm going to take it on the road and charge people 25 to 50 cents to see the elephant and he would hide it behind a curtain so nobody could see it for free that you have to understand back then entertainment was very limited (laughs) she's looking at me very weird right now and um oh in 1927 the ussr which is now russia opened its State University of Circus and Variety Acts, or the Moscow Circus School, which is where uh, you could go and learn how to be a clown or how to, you know, actually do the circus uh, tricks, performances, rather. The USSR is also could also be called the Soviet Union at one time. Yes, but that does not have anything to do with circus. Yeah. So, um, last little tidbit about the circus. Well, I also have something to say oh. about... Today, Wednesday, is 9-11. And... Yeah, but we're talking about circus right now. And, we'll get to I that. But I want to talk about 9-11. We'll get to that. Fun. Okay. So, Fun. obviously, uh, circuses do have a history, uh, unfortunately, of mistreatment of animals. Um, one of the nice things about Cirque du Soleil is it's all people. You know, even even what looks like an animal is actually, you know, people or, or a person in costume. Um, like... Because, unfortunately, yeah, animals in, in the traditional circuses spend around 96% of their time chained or caged. Mm. Um, it was, you know, a lot of cruel practices because, unfortunately, you, you know, they couldn't have wild animals. The, the animals just ro- roaming around. Or they'd run away because wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But one last little good thing is that, well... Depending on who you are and what your fears are, 
Some estimations are that there are around 20,000 clowns in the world. Mm. <laughs> I don't like clowns. All right. Well, moving on. What's the quote of the day, Ari? Well, today is from my music teacher. Oh. And... What's your music teacher's name? His name is Mr. Burt. Shout he out, is, Mr. Burt. He is my period one elective teacher. Okay. And he said that revenge isn't always the answer. It's, that's right. It's not. Because we were talking about 9-11, mm. and someone in class said, Good segue. I want to take, take revenge on them. Mm. And I'm like, like, and then he said, revenge isn't always the answer because that could leave, lead to more death. In destruction. It's true. If if somebody hurts you and you hurt them back, and then somebody that cares about them hurts you back, and somebody cares about you hurts them back, it's just a cycle. And and so it's a complicated matter, unfortunately. There's no easy answer. Um, I apologize in advance, uh, listeners. Ari decided to pick a squeaky chair. So I it, just wanted a chair with a back. That's fine. Okay. I'm just letting them know why it sounds like you're opening a spooky door. It's crepe. Yes. So it's a, or spoopy door. Spoopy, sure. Spoopy or crepe. But you're, yes, your music teacher is right. Revenge is not, it's really never the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a natural human response, especially for something that tragic and, and just big of an event. And, uh, you know, it's so big that we're still deal, kind of dealing with the ramifications of it even today. All these years later, um, and I... If all of you don't know what the Twin Towers are... I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this knows about 9-11 and the Twin Towers, honey. They might not, you don't know. Well, they can, they can, uh, they can can look it up on the search engine of choice. The Twin Towers, um, are now the Empire State Building in New York. Uh, no, dear. They aren't? No. No, the the Empire State Building was there before, and oh. it, and, it, and it's thereafter. The um, the t- the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center mm-hmm. is now replaced with. I can't remember what it's called. Oh my gosh! I apologize. Quick, to the search engine. Da-da-da-da-da. I thought it was the, the, the World Trade Center. It is. It is the World Trade Center. And I also have a really sad thing because um, in the World Trade Center, there was a daycare for mm. the kids of the, um, mm-hmm. of the... Employees that worked there? Employees who worked there. And it was sad because most of them didn't make it out alive. And they are like two, three, or four years old. Yep. It was a sad day. Um, the, and the, I was just happy because there are two people still alive from that tragedy. Well, there's more than two people. Well, yeah. But like two that like saw the second plane coming into the um, first building. Mm-hmm. Which surprisingly the second building hit was the first one to fall. Yeah. But the kid said to his dad... Daddy, the plane's coming into the building. Well, his dad, Again. His... And then his dad grabbed his arm and went. Yeah, and ran. Yeah. 
I would have I would have scooped you right up and run. Well, um, so the, the Twin Towers is now called, the replacement is called One World Trade Center. And it's actually a beautiful building. Um, more importantly, it's a very poignant reminder of what we lost that day. And I also think that it was, sorry, but um, I'm just happy that not, um, that's not, there were, there would have been more if the last plane that was hijacked did not go into a field because people had cell phones back then, mm-hmm. but not like the smart ones that we have now. But um, they, so some, so their relatives called the, um, them and said what happened in New York. And so they put two and two together. That's right. Our plane's getting hijacked. Let's do something about it. So mm. they landed in a field. They all died. But it would have been a lot worse if they landed into um, right. they Washington, s- D.C.'s, um, Washington's uh, capital. Well, well, and again, um, if you lost somebody on that day, our condolences go out to you, of course. Um, and if you were one of the first responders, thank you for everything you did. Um, it's a major, you know, event, unfortunately, that, that just nobody saw coming. Um, that at least nobody that was, you know, in the area, that's for sure. But, um, we're here to talk about a llama goes to the circus. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on. Can I say what I learned? That is exactly what I want to know. What did you learn today? Today I learned that. Cannellini beans are kidney beans, but they're white. That's right. You thought they were some fancy thing. They're just white kidney beans. And I learned about in school that... Um... That in... You can you have many different ways to look at something, yep. many different perspectives. That's very because true. because we were in reading in our ELA class, which is English language arts. We had um, we um, were discussing about a book, um, well, a passage that we were reading. Mm-hmm. It's called "On the Other Sky," I think. Okay, you sure it's not on the other side? I think it's one of those, and it's about this girl who was taking a shortcut home from school, and she um, was walking, and then she went on a landmine, and it blew up, and her leg was gone. Oh, no. So she had a prosthetic leg, and then her and her mother, who has, um, um, her and her mother... Um, had to go to Pakistan, but... Oh, oh, the other side of the sky. Yeah. Yeah, it's by Farah Amid, and it's about her life. Um, uh, actually, it's by Farah Amedi. Amedi. With Tamim Ansari. Full credit, full credit. Yeah. But, um, her mother, um, had asthma and... Pan- and a- Anxiety attacks. Oh no! 
And so that uh, the guards who were doing the border, who weren't letting anyone in, mm-hmm. but people were bribing them with money. But they they had little money, and what they if they had it, they would want to keep it for themselves for food and water. Sure. And they met this guy, Gondom Ali. I can't pronounce his name. I, I don't know. I don't know the story. But um. He was going through a smuggle passageway to get in to see if it was safe for his family. Mm. And um, that's where they met him. And they took pity, and he took pity on them and let them um, join him to go to Pakistan through it and over the mountain. Mm. And... But... That there's that's why there's two different perspectives. There's a few different perspectives in there. That's right. I mean, it's from you can see it from Amid's Amedi Amedi's perspective. You can see it from her mother's. You can see it through the guards. You can see mm-hmm. it through Amedi's her Ali. last name, just so you know. Well, that's what they call her in the. Oh okay. Um, but but yeah, it's true. That's something that's actually really important as you go through life. It's real easy. It's really easy. To, to kind of get stuck st- stuck in your own world and you're dealing with your own problems and, and your own, you know, things you're trying to get done and someone else is dealing with their own stuff and they say something or do something you're just like, ah, oh, why can't you be more like me? And then you have to stop and realize, wait a minute, <clears throat> you know, why can't I be more like them? It's kind of like if you go to a foreign country, why should you expect them to speak English? Mm-hmm. You're the visitor. You're the one coming to their country where they've grown up learning their language um and and of course a lot of countries around the world do speak english now because they want your tourist dollars <laughs> or you know other reasons but um we talked about it from the guards point of view mm-hmm. and they probably don't get a lot of money they probably get paid like a few dollars an hour just like um <clears throat> so thailand police officers um, get paid, I think, monthly about $30 here. Monthly. $30 US. Yeah. So whatever monthly. that translates to their 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 uh, currency. Yep. Yeah, monthly. <clears throat> and so that's not a lot of money for you to provide to your family. Mm-hmm. Just like they're not getting paid enough and the guards aren't getting paid enough. So they thought... Might as well make some more money mm-hmm. while I'm at and let these people in for free. Just give me the money. And I would understand that because... Yeah, and not to mention, they they don't want to be there, the guards. They, they would yeah. rather be inside, you know, at, at the government building and, and, you know, doing some really easy, fancy job where they get paid more money and they don't have to be out at the guard mm-hmm. guard shack or whatever. All right, um, that is really cool. That's important to learn. Mm-hmm. Today I learned, in an entire lifetime, the average person walks the equivalent of five times around the entire world. Now, I don't know what that, how that factors in with people that do treadmill all the time. Because <laughs> we were on the treadmill tonight, and we, we walked more than you know we would have normally. Uh, the average moderately active person takes about 7,500 steps per day. Now, for those of you with Fitbits or other things, and you're aiming for your 10,000 or whatever steps per day, 
then you're more than average. Good job. But if you maintain just 7,500 steps a day until 80 years of old or of age, you'll have walked about 216 million 262,500 steps in your lifetime, which is five times around the world. That's uh, that's a lot of walking. Cool. Um, I guess we should move on to our best thing of the week. So what was your best thing of the week or the day? Well, I'm trying to think, but it's probably that... I hope my friend likes the birthday presents I got her and what I made for her. That's not your best thing. Well, it hasn't happened yet. How about making the things? Yeah, making the things. By the time this comes out, it will already be over, so you can tell them. You can say what it is you did tonight. So, I made <coughs> my friend Beta. Um, I made her cream puffs. That's right. Someone learned last weekend, I think, how to make a pot of shoe. Which is the dough you or the, the batter you use for cream puffs and eclairs. So it was an experiment and she learned it and it's amazing and awesome. So tonight, you and mommy you and ma- made and who? No. Oh, you I made you made cream puffs and gan- uh, gan- ganache and pudding. And well the filling. The filling. And uh, how many? I don't know how many there is. Like a couple dozen, I think, at least. So I got three dozen, not a baker's dozen, three dozen normal. Mm. But uh, I also got her, mom, I told mommy what I wanted to get her. I got her one big notebook and then three smaller ones. Awesome. Well, for her K-pop journals because she really uh, likes Oh, yes, she's it. a huge K-pop fan. If uh, if you're a parent and you're listening and you don't know what K-pop is, count yourself lucky. I'm very lucky that my daughter does not care about K-pop. I only like the music, but like I only like certain types of music. Yes. All right. Well, my best thing of the day was actually pulling the trigger and going back to the gym with my daughter. And we had a good time, right? Yeah. And we're going to sleep well tonight. And we'll go back on a Saturday. At the time of recording, it's Wednesday. So we're giving ourselves a few days. Uh, plus, on Saturday, we can take go whenever we want because we're, we're both off. Um, cool. Let's get to some questions. Question time. Question time. I'm doing one. That's all I want to do. You just want to do one, but the people need you. I just want to do one. Why, don't you, why won't you think about the wee babies who, who are... Okay. Well, okay. Here's a question for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Jojo asks, what are you watching on YouTube and why? Jojo. It's Jojo. Okay. Um, well, I watch a bunch of Gotcha, which not many people know of. Um, it's an app. It's called Gotcha Life. There's many types of it, but they're, some of them are really funny. Some are sad. They're just really nice. And you also watch uh, like redoing redesigning dolls. Yeah. And my mom and I have like a few people. If you ever know them, like Rachel Ballinger, Colleen Ballinger. Of course, we can't forget the Ballinger family. We can't forget the Norris Nuts. The Norris Nuts. Yeah. And. 
Yeah, that's what I normally watch. Most of them are, a few of them are with my mom. Some of them are just myself. Astute listeners will notice that she did not mention Room 6, which is my YouTube channel. And nope, I can't watch. You can watch that. everything except the interviews because I let musicians say whatever they want and I don't filter it out. And I put a, a, a little thing at the beginning of each video of those saying, this video contains content not include not intended for minors. Um, okay, last last question from a, a listener. And by the way, if you want would like a question answered, silly or serious, please send it to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com or click on one of the links in the show notes for one of my uh, various things online and send it to me that way. Craig asks, how do you deal with rumors at school? Well, we don't really... Um, if we have any rumors, we are not... A, um, it, you're not supposed to have it. We're not supposed to do rumors. We're not... It's a no-bullying-tolerated no school. And so... A what? A noble what? No-bullying-tolerated oh, school. that's right. From from kindergarten, they teach them no-bullying is tolerated. And if they catch, if, if they catch you, you get, I think, warned... Once, and then you're, yeah. you're thrown out of the school. It's a charter school. You get in by lottery, and we're very lucky that she's in it because it's um, the Coral Academy of Science and Math does an amazing job of teaching them and getting them ready. It's, it's all college prep all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not paying us to say that, but if they want to, if they're listening, sponsor us. Anyway, um, so I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know you're tired. You're worn and uh, I didn't even do the dad joke. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. It's all right, cause I know, I know you're you're tired from your day and exercising and everything. But if we lost everything we owned today, but could keep three things, what would you pick and why? Now these are just three things for you. Oh, just for me? Yeah. Food, water. But no, we're gonna take care of that. We're your oh, parents. Okay then. Money. We're going to take care of that. We're your parents. Fine. So three things. Think about, I don't know, all the stuff you have possession of in your room. Okay. I want a bed. Okay. A nice, big, comfy bed. Mm -hmm. And it's all... And then I want a bunch of plushies. Okay. Now, remember, we've lost everything. You need three things that are, like, the things you need. You need. Oh. Well, then I need my computer charger and my computer. Okay, I'll count those as one. I need my phone and my phone charger. Okay. count those as, I'll count that as one each. I mean, one also. Yeah, and then last but not least, I need my stuffies. You need your stuffies, hmm? Yeah. How about clothes? Fine, clothes. <laughs> Unless you're just going to wear the same clothes forever and ever and ever. Clothes. Naked. Yeah, your stuffies, you know, stuffies can, they come and go. We, we could always get more stuffies whenever money came around. Okay, so for me, yes, so. Stuffies are my favorite. Mm, well, for me, if I had to pick three things besides, you know, food and, and water and, and a way to make money, hopefully. Um, a, one of the, at least one vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we could get around to all the things we, we want, or we could get out of town if we had to. Um, and one would be, obviously, clothes. Mm-hmm. And then last one, 
I think would have to be my phone because I, I use it a lot for all the things that I do online, all the recordings and stuff. Um, not this time though. We were very fortunate to inherit a Blue Yeti microphone. And uh, Blue Yeti, it, it is, it, I'm really impressed with it so far. Um, this Again, they are not sponsoring this, but I would love it if they would. Um, I want to shout out to Halsey Harkins, who was a guest on my other podcast with Tiffany Salerno called Under the Neon. And she's moving to Brooklyn. And she said, you know, I've got this if you want it. And we said, sure. So I uh, hope you like it. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And please tell your friends. Send your questions and comments to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com. No spaces. No spaces. Until next week, have a llama-tastic day. day.